Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston here with Jesse Smiles, and we are on episode 70, which feels like such another milestone. I'm tipsy. Uh, Jesse's drunk. <laughs> Oopsie. I made a mistake. She pre-gamed a little. This is one of you guys called me out in the comments. This is a what is known as formerly known as a cut water lime margarita. And if you've ever had one of these, I've only had this is I've had one and a half and I actually do feel drunk, which is kind of sad. I think I asked you on camera before, but maybe it was off camera that like drinks like that. I would assume that it would get like separated. It tastes like a very strong margarita. When you think margarita in a can, vom, like disgusting, right? Of course. I think of like you taking a sip and it tastes like the margarita mix and then taking a sip and then it's like straight tequila. No, it's all one cohesive flavor, but it just tastes like a very strong margarita. It's literally a four pack bitch, like 13 bucks. Hello, inflation? Or is that like- The fact that they come in four packs should be a sign alone because it's like, I why you can't do six at a time? <laughs> I thought the same thing. Um, Yeah, it's definitely no seltzer water I'll tell you that but anyway I had to drink because I was researching one of our topics which was fussy tube and I shit you it not, required a drink it required like I literally had to rant to my husband for an hour so it required a lot of mental you know mental power but I am here and I am ready for this episode it's the weekend okay it's a freaking weekend did I just quote R. Kelly ah no we haven't even pulled clips for the first topic but I feel like I could just go on Twitter and find what was the first topic XQC oh my god that's so funny that we're talking guys two streamers we're talking about today. I know we are talking about two streamers you know when you go live things happen we know that because every time we've gone live it's been a horrid disaster <laughs> I was like notice we haven't been live in months because Jesse refused. honestly the way that going live gives me hives is actually absurd but you gotta be careful when you're going live there is a reason why H3 um, had to you know invest in a button that button, could erase yeah. you know shit that would get him canceled because you speak candidly I mean we heavily edit these episodes obviously and we you just got to watch what you're saying but XQC if you don't know who he is he is a streamer that used to be very popular on Twitch is he still on Twitch I was just gonna ask you tell tell me about him actually honestly I know his name and that's about so the it. most that I know about XQC is through H3 so the lore may be minimal uh. but what I do know is that XQC was involved in the Twitch like gambling schemes you know that like people would basically stream yeah. themselves gambling and apparently allegedly what they would do is they would have like an affiliation with these companies so they would have a more like a higher likelihood to win and so they'd be yeah. displaying that to their followers and their followers would get in on this gambling which is like literally slots thinking that they were gonna win the same yeah amount. and it was like slots and like shit that's like it, 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 we're in vegas but online and people didn't see the same return it seems like these streamers get to a point where they really don't care anymore like they're fine putting on this kind of show because they i don't even think it, it's a show just, i think it's that when you stream for a certain amount of time you literally cannot be able to fake it for that long i feel like people can hold their composure yeah. for a certain amount of time but if you're on camera for 
35 days, FussyTube, you're gonna break and you're gonna show who you really are. That's just like inevitable. So I feel like they just kind of start like seeping through the cracks. Yeah, or though I think sometimes they'll do stuff that they know is gonna get people kind of riled up because they think they like don't, they want more viewers and they don't care. But uh, one of the things I noticed, which kind of applies to both of them, the thing I hate most about streamers is how conscious they are of the chat. You mean when they call them chat? I, okay, as an avid Fortnite streamer, watcher you're like i do it too. no no absolutely not no i can't like i only watch the ones that do not oh my god there is one that like they're like very streamer forward and they'll be like come on chat we need this many more tiny diny gifts like yeah. we need this and that and chat what are you talking about and chat this and chat that and i'm like it's like they're referring to it like it's its own entity and i like i'll watch like even um like adam mcintyre will repost his streams to his youtube channel right. so it's like i've seen that and it doesn't bother me when he's like one's in the chat if this or like w's Different. in the chat if that. like yeah. that's fine i, I get it but this, I thought, is interesting because, I don't know, I guess it applies to Fousey more than um, XQC. Oh, uh, oh but we it's ha- like, you have no idea. They'll be having conversations with people, like, on the stream, in real life, people that are there, but they're, like, only kind of half in it because they're consciously looking more at the chat than they are at the conversation, and it bothers me so much. I don't know how much you've seen of the Fousey thing, but you have no, like, literally, it is, like... How much humanity have you lost as a streamer that you're having actual conversations (laughs) with people in real life that are tangible, you could touch them, and you're like, thanks for the subscribe, (laughs) thanks for subscribing. That's the thing, it's like you can see them, like their eyes kind of like like, go over, and I'm like, oh my god, you're not even in that conversation. It's so weird. It's a streamer disease. We should make a name for it, but it's it's that. Twitchitis. Twitchitis or Ironically, I don't think they're. Is that where Fousey They're is? not all on no, Twitch. No, they're not. You know. No, he's on Kick. <gasps> is that where he's on? I couldn't find him on YouTube. I was he like, just why signed. Find supposedly, him? he just signed like a huge deal with. Isn't them. Kick like where all the predators used to message us as children? I think so. I I think it was. I was too old for it, but I think you're. I definitely experienced sure. some things on that app. I'll say. But I thought it was like. I'm sorry for jumping ahead to Fousey even, but uh, it's all connected. He <laughs> supposedly signed some deal, and I'm like thinking to myself. Who in their right mind would sign? Like, I get that he's getting, like, a lot of people are watching him. But what? why would you ever get into a business deal with him? Have you literally been in this business so long that you don't realize that people don't give a fuck about anyone's, like, anything? They only care about immediate, like, return on investment. That's all they care about. But, like, legally, why would you want to get into business? I don't know. Because there's probably a clause that they can drop them whenever. They're like, well, we'll make money off of this guy as long as we can. Well, so, back to XQC. Where's he from? I don't know. He has, like, a hint of an accent. Not a hint, girl. (laughs) He's got a thick accent. Well, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to even pick it up because he talks so fucking fast (laughs) that it's, like, I saw comments that's, like, it's as if XQC is, like, on two times speed at all times. Quebec. Oh, my God. Is he... French, like my husband? I mean, it's in Canada, but they are French, Mm, yes. Gotcha. I don't know how XQC first got big, but currently one of his big, his like main thing that he does is reacts to videos. And I know that this has been kind of controversial for a lot of streamers on like whether that's okay to be reacting to videos because it'll be like, I mean, even like Hassan will react to stuff where it's like, they react to stuff like Sunny V2, like where it's kind of documentary type stuff. So then they don't have to get the information themselves and they could just like react to someone else telling them. And someone like Hassan gives a lot of commentary. So it seems like they're adding something to it. You Which wouldn't would be go fair watch use the video. Versus just sitting exactly. there and watching it. And the people watching it aren't going to see the original video. They're going to see his commentary. But apparently the problem with X 
XQC is that he doesn't really add much commentary. He just watches these videos, but then I guess at times he's like left the room for multiple minutes and like <laughs> he's just playing someone else's content and having people watch it there. And then he uses the exact, he takes their thumbnail and then he just puts his face on top of it. So then that person doesn't end up getting oh that gosh. many views because all of the people just go to his channel oh to watch it okay. because he's more popular and it comes up more in search and stuff. So Ethan had a big problem with that. <laughs> Ethan has him on. I don't know if who like prompted like if he wanted to come on and talk about it or if Ethan was the one to like invite him. But Ethan was like publicly shaming him being like, you steal content, blah, blah. Well, and that's actually, if you know the lore of it all, that's actually really big for Ethan to do or a big deal because Ethan infamously set the precedent online for fair use because he was sued by Matt Haas, which was someone that he clowned on on the internet. And that person sued him and said, that's not fair use. You're using my content. And it was decided that that was fair use. And people have literally used that case to like- It's precedent for other 100%. cases. So for him to call out someone for stealing content is a big deal. Like people need to get that. And then wouldn't you think if you were XQC, I mean, I don't know if he just didn't really realize how well-versed Ethan was in that topic, uh, no, like, he knows. Why would you go Ethan on? Ethan has been for clowning on XQC forever for the gambling thing, for a million different things. He's been on XQC's ass, so he knows who Ethan is, what he does, what I, he would have to. But it's important to note that Ethan also reacts to content as well for a long period of time. So, which XQC brings up in oh, their does quote he? unquote debate, like, if you want to call he it. He does that. it in a way where he's. Pause. I mean, literally people get mad at Ethan because he pauses so much, but like he pauses so much to commentate on it, which is what makes it transformative in nature, which is what makes it fair use. And that's the word that they use. It's like basically XQC will try and like rebuttal Ethan by being like, this wasn't a transformative video around this content because it was him reacting to XQC. And I guess there was like 40 seconds where Ethan didn't say anything. And I'm like, <sighs> From all the clips I've seen, it seems like XQC's brain does not work <laughs> because he tries to connect these dots that I'm like, no, that's not, that's not the same. Like, what do you, you can't think that, really? I know that this may be hard for some people to believe, but I have actually not seen the episode with XQC. I have been so busy editing this podcast that I have not been able to see this interview. So this is the first time that I'm seeing a lot of these clips. And I don't even know which ones to pull up because it's honestly, it's borderline uncomfortable to watch because it's so interview with embarrassing. Ethan. Here, I'm just gonna, yeah, play, pick I'm just them. gonna start clicking on okay. them. But so basically that's the backstory is that Ethan is like, you're stealing content from these people and you just don't care. And Instead of trying to like make up some excuse about it, XQC basically is like, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Like, what's the problem? The lack of self-awareness is unreal. But um, I'm just gonna start clicking some clips that are popping up at the top of Twitter and we'll see. Why don't you just apologize to Vince Vintage? Uh, I absolutely will. And I feel, I, I didn't get a Twitter DM. I didn't get, I didn't get nothing. I feel really bad. You wanna know why? Because all about the, all, the whole sphere of this, everything around it, is to make something good happen, right? And that matters That's to me a lot. That's such bullshit, bro. Nice try. You literally do it to enrich yourself. You're a multimillionaire, and you steal content from small creators, and you don't give a fuck about their rights or what they want. And then your only justification is, oh, yeah, you can come chase me down and complain and try to get my attention so I can pay you for the shit I stole. It's total bullshit, bro. You're not creating anything big for anyone. You're just taking attention and views for yourself, and you don't give a fuck about the... The, uh, the consequences of that. It's not your decision to make that for other people's property. 
You, you sound like um, watch out, you sound like, sound like Robin Hood or something. Are you like some sort of hero or something like that? Why don't you just apologize to Vince Vintage? So that person that he's referencing, the Vince person, Ethan apparently reached out to the first person that he saw that XQC had stolen their content. One person. And he was like, yeah, I don't bother um, claiming him because the Twitter drama would be too, like, yeah, it sucks, but like, I don't really want to deal with the Twitter drama. And then at one point, XQC claims that that guy is a paid actor. Excuse me? Yeah. It's like literally the stuff that comes out of his mouth. I'm like, what? I love that though. He, he was like caught in a court. He's like, what are you, Robin Hood? <laughs> Oh, when he even, he he attacks Teddy Fresh at one point, and then um, Oh, because of the copy of the design? That drama? Yeah, and Ela basically is like, yeah, but we addressed that. And they settled it, and they onboarded the designer and gave him, like, a portion of those. You know nothing. Like, I know more lore than you do, bitch. Not me, like, going to town for Ela, but, like, literally, I will die for her. Should I comment on, he's a multimillionaire. He has the worst bleach job I've ever seen in my life. I know that's like very superficial, not the point, but it does always befuddle me where I'm just like, girl, if I had your money, I'd be getting that bleach and tone every day. Not every day. I mean, (laughs) speaking of his money, the amount of times he tries to like win the argument by being like, I'm rich and you're not. That Ethan's not? Well, he like at one point he even DM, oh, we'll get to that after. Transformation. Then if we want to move on to that topic, let's just get some of your, uh, your, I think your wife's old merch, right? Which is a direct one to one. I saw that. Oh, I've seen it. Not and some sure of the arguments they had some of the arguments you had against it. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I think I changed the angle by <laughs> That's gonna be transformative, right? Ethan, come on. Company with 30 employees. And by the way, I love whenever someone's losing a debate to me, they bring this up. It's literally the lowest hanging fruit. And if you know anything about me, you oh. know I've talked about this a thousand times. Yo. But I'll address it because you brought it up. Go we, ahead. We Ethan. have like a whole team of designers, and don't sometimes care. our designers are are taking stuff way too close to the source. And I agree, I and it's don't not okay. Give a fuck. So does my editors, which makes us about equal on that topic. So you can still sometimes when somebody gets confused no. at the company, you want to? when when you when one of the wrong. sweatshop guys gets gets it wrong. Hold on. Oh my bad. But when my editor gets it wrong, oh no, we are we it's, are thieving. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my point. Yeah, no. bring out Hila. Hey, bring him hey. in. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Your husband is balding. <laughs> okay, uh, side note, he keeps like saying that he's balding and Ethan keeps being like, that's factually like, uh, like, oh, he, wait, 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 no. Ethan literally like is the hairline king and like everyone has a weaker hairline than Ethan and he has like the most strong like he says that's the only thing he has going for himself is that he has the strongest hairline and like he literally is like that's the one thing I fucking have him for him to say. That's the thing I was like say what you want about his appearance but like if anything I would say he has a proceeding hairline not a receding one. Yes that's what makes him the hairline king. It's a very strong hairline but oh my god that's so funny and honestly say what you want about Ela. say what you want about Ethan her fucking being like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm gonna go sit down and talk about this. Like, that is the bad fucking bitch that Get I ready, know and I just love her. They definitely, like, he thinks, that's the weird part about this whole debate is that XQC is so unself-aware that he thinks that he has all these gotcha moments. And it's like, but that's what that's they do. So, the so people thing. like this, when they're involved in this type of drama, people are feeding them a lot of shit and they don't look 
it up for themselves. Mm-hmm. So like he literally is like, I have all this ammo, but like he doesn't actually know what the fuck he's talking about. And it's very embarrassing for them because it's like I, who am an, a watcher of H3, which is not apparent because I haven't seen this episode and it's like old at this point. But like literally like I know the lore of the H3 like stolen design thing because yeah. Keemstar tried to make a big deal out of it and then it was all addressed and they worked with the artists and everything. But like you're a fucking dumbass. Like you're just actually fucking dumb. And he literally is like all hyper being like, so, so, so I can steal. So well, you can steal and I can steal. It's like he oh gets God, so relaxer. hyped up and so like, and he's like way too excited about it. Like even just very calmly shuts him down. Oh, I love this. Okay, dude, the fact that you're coming for my hairline just proves how fucking delusional your whole. That's a metaphor <laughs> for your all of your arguments. We have a fairly mm-hmm. large company. This is a common problem in all streetwear. We've had. Oh, yeah. Also that he referred to it as like his wife's merch company. I'm like. That's mm, that's not really that's how a I funny would describe way to say Teddy, Teddy Fresh. Fresh. But, yeah. okay. Pretty much close to stole designs. We fired people over it. And every time it comes up, we have company meetings and say, guys, this is unacceptable. If we've, you're caught doing this, mm-hmm. you will be fired. And this, we've made a strict guideline and it doesn't happen anymore. What have it you hasn't done? happened. What have you done yeah. to prevent it? Okay. So okay. this is really good. You... Okay. You done? Okay. That's what you sounded like. I'm like just being child, silly. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know how you put up with this shit. I would fucking leave his ass. Uh, anyway. You're, bro, I'm uh, having a third child with him. <laughs> oh, no, you're getting God. divorced. Wait, XUC didn't even say we're getting divorced yet. Go ahead. Yeah. XUC is getting divorced. Um, you, know, you know, our four-year-old, though, would love your giraffe. Uh, okay, so let me... Let me Ted, just, uh, sorry, so, Ela came to defend Teddy Fresh because you're talking about I her I actually business. wasn't planning yeah. to come in, but yes. you brought up Teddy Fresh. Listen, then talk to me because uh, I'm um, the person running Teddy Fresh, yes. not him. Yes. Oh. You want to talk about it? I understand, Hila, is that sometimes some things happen or some, it's, somebody else's, it's somebody else's fault, it's a mistake, mm-hmm. it's a whatever, right? And some things just kind of happen, right? It's right. just kind of human, human nature and just totally. it's a of time. And the question is, what do you do about yeah, it? Yeah, what are you doing about it on a daily basis? <laughs> I, took, exactly. I took action about it yeah. and it's not. it hasn't happened. Yeah. Since so, things so, so came up so, online, people pointed out to us. We had meeting, we had meetings at the office. We made oh. guidelines when we work with new graphics. What are you designers. doing about it? That's the question. What are you doing? It would be different if I came here and I said I don't care. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm distributing to those guys who made the original graphic. I'm making okay. their life better while I'm sitting so, in a Gucci shirt. You know? Okay. Um. Yeah. That was like a thousand bucks. Is what it is. That alone. I'm like, oh, what did he my- say? That was like a thousand bucks because he's wearing what a Gucci shirt. His shirt. Oh my god! It's so embarrassing. Like, what does he mean by that, though? He just thinks that that means he's cool. Is that he has an expensive shirt? You have an expensive shirt and the worst bleach job I've ever seen. What are you talking about? It's giving literally me when I had my abuela dye my hair in high school because I wanted so badly to be blonde. Are you actually joking? Like, what is he even on about? He's a, he's so embarrassing. It's so weird. When you are on the high road, it is a thin fucking it is a thin fucking road when on the high road, okay? Because you have to be really tight with what you do, the things that you say, and how you act, right? I think the, he's doing the, fine. He's the, live every day for hours. Please, so. please, please, please. I'm talking to Ethan or you. Uh, don't interrupt me. Okay. Um, so, <gasps> Are we done talking um, about yeah, Teddy Fresh? Yeah, if we're done talking about Teddy okay. Fresh, it should be better because I don't want yeah, to get, feel get, like get we're getting get up. Out. Get out, thief, before I fucking Robin Hood this shit, before I start spreading the wealth of your company to other people. Holy shit, I'm about to come oh. at you guys with things and designs. Jesus Christ, bro. That worm thing? That is what, what is that? Why am I seeing his feet? Why am I seeing the sole of his we feet? Need to, right. We need to find that clip because that's re- that happened in this stream. First of all, the, the, the actual rage that I feel in my soul. Don't you ever fucking speak to Hila 
like that again. I know. Do I you was understand so annoyed. what I'm saying? Don't you ever fucking come for Ela like that? Like I don't. Ethan has much better composure than me and my husband because if someone spoke to me like that in front of my husband, he'd lose his fucking mind. Like the disrespect that makes me very angry. Um, he is full of shit. He is a known fucking swindler, non-honest person who do fucking anything for money. Honestly, he will do just about anything, even conning his fucking followers because he's a gambler and works with these companies. Like he's known for that. That's why he got big. So like, we're I, not- I wish uh, that I, I saw a clip even later of him talking to someone else about this. And he literally flat out says like, I don't give a fuck. I make a lot of money from it. That's obvious. Your entire aura just oozes fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, honestly. And the fact that he's so uneducated and loud. But then my question is, who watches him? Probably fucking teenage children. Have you seen? Yeah, well, I just came across, but like, like, honestly, a lot of these kids on Twitch and stuff, I see a lot of parents um, worried about their kids on, like, YouTube and stuff. And, yeah, valid. But like the live streaming community, the gaming communities, all of that is extremely dangerous. And it's I mean, I'm so talking weird. to the point that like grown men, quote unquote, are harassing women on like games and stuff. And like, I will never play like Fortnite on like Phil's on squad and like talk to men because they will straight up tell you like the most heinous shit you've ever heard. So like all of this community is very, very toxic in a lot of ways. And XQC can honestly get wrecked. What percentage of people would you say you get permission from? Um, the majority. Quite honestly, when it comes to small creators, I have never had any pushback, right? So no victims in that case. Okay, that's that's perfect. Have you heard of a guy named Vince, Vince Vintage? You reacted to two of his videos. So, yeah. so would you consider this guy a small creator? He doesn't have a lot of subs. Okay, why didn't you ask him for permission? Um, I don't know. Did, did, he, did, he, did he complain? Because at this point, I don't know if I have a victim, right? I don't know. So I didn't do Well, you do, actually. And what's funny is reached out to one random person from your recent reacts, just one, because I oh, knew yeah, I- Oh, just one, it's just one. It was only one, for sure. Yeah, no, I swear to God. I just so you reached out ask and I'm gonna read you the message he sent me. He said, really appreciate you reaching out, Ethan. I've never been contacted by XQC at all for any of my react videos. My personal take is this. I love big streamers watching, like XQC, Hassan, Mizkif, Moist Critical, watching my videos on the stream. It's a big ego boost, but when XQC does it, it's different. When he watches my video, he always re-uploads the whole thing on his YouTube channel with his insightful commentary as, wow, chat, isn't this crazy? Compared to when Hassan watched my stuff, he shouted me out and he says he loves my stuff and he sent a bunch of subscribers to my channel. A fair exchange. XQC, he really just steals my shit. Entertains his audience of hundreds of hours I put into my videos while I get just a link in the YouTube description The problem isn't the reacting it's the re-uploading of my video with his face on the thumbnail and also and and I don't DMCA him because I don't want the trip the Twitter drama. He doesn't want the Twitter drama. Wait, why okay. are you? Well, hold on. This guy says you stole a shit. Why are you denigrating that? I think you should take this seriously. Well, because one is a paid actor, right? Which huh? I think well, I mean, it, this is, I mean, that's a paid actor 100% Wait, what? What? First of all, I don't even understand how he's able to get, I mean, he doesn't actually get the words out. They're all kind of mumbled together, but like he talks so fast. You can barely understand what he's saying. And then a paid actor, what do you, what? Who's paying them? I don't know. You're not? Wait, what? What um, did you say? It's... Oh, it's a paid actor. He's, he's a paid actor. Yeah, he he would he would be a data outlier of a person who doesn't like it to recurve that and I will de-damage him for every dollar that he had lost. I would be more than I would be more than happy to give him 10 times 10x 
Whatever damage okay, was good. caused. He'll reach uh, out. Have you ever paid uh, anybody 10x before? Has that ever we, happened? We, we, we have been How many times? before. So what you're saying is that you went digging for victims. That I literally didn't... messaged one dude. The fact that you're using the same title and the same Look thumbnail is so parasitic. It's so oh shady. You, you are only doing that to siphon off views and confuse people. There is no other reason for that. Why would you use the same exact title and the same exact thumbnail? Explain that to me. Just answer that. Oh, because I wanted to. Why did you want to? <laughs> oh, because I wanted to. Why did you want to? Because the, the thumbnail is good and it gives the viewer uh, what they want. Right. And, uh, Which is the original video. They want the original video. People would rather watch me full screen cam do the fucking worm do than that. watch your prime Bro, than watch your do prime it for content. a week. Do a week of no reaction content and see how many fucking views you oh get. Oh my god. Oh, he's Jesus. crying in the corner. This is real. He, oh, okay. Sure. I mean, that's content, man. It's, ori oh, it's original that's content, at least. Like yes, it? do that, bro. I don't think you what? have anything else interesting to say, so I think we can wrap really? it up. It's just the problem is that you're running How long so do you want me to sit here and listen to you, see, watch you crawl around on the ground like a worm? I mean, I have a show to do, dude. Unlike you, I actually fucking organize and put work into my show. I understand for you, you're just burning time. You could sit here for 12 hours. That'd make your life easier. You wouldn't have to go steal videos. But me, I plan this. I have a show. I have a schedule. This is stop being interesting because you're just sitting there saying silly shit and doing the worm. A few minutes later. L3, fucking L3. How did I lose? Whatever, I'll call this one. Hey, what's, um, what's up, buddy? How'd that go like? Did you watch it or not? I <laughs> watched it, yeah. How did I do? Tell, tell me how it actually. Just up. If I did really bad, you just tell me. I don't care. I, um, I put it between, uh, I'd give you a 2.5 on a 10 scale. I know for a fact, 1 trillion percent, we can come back in two years and revisit this, but he's absolutely not mad. That conversation probably went better than he could have ever expected it. He had you crawling around like a worm on his screen while he was like getting you point after point after point after point after point. I like don't even have that, like I feel like we aren't even making this transformative content because I don't even have that much to say because it's just like, oh my god, not huh? us being content sealers. I know. No, no I think really, it's so funny though because it's like, what are you doing? I mean, he's, it's very on brand for everything I've seen of him online and he's just, um, he's just a clown. Like I feel like he is trying to defend something that he doesn't even believe in at all. <laughs> so like he doesn't have like a strong enough stance on his own content to have an eloquent response on like why it's valid. So it's just like, okay. Well, yeah, well. I don't think he has an eloquent response for anything. No, but, true. Um, no. It's just interesting that he would, one, want to go on and debate about something that he doesn't even deny that he does. The entire stance is so strange. And then he gets so mad at Ethan, like, whenever he tries to leave, he's, he keeps going like, but but we haven't gone through all the points. We haven't gone through all the points. We haven't gone through all the points. Thank Email. you, buddy. It was a good chat. Them. I think well, that I, we've I, done a good done. job at getting no, to the heart the points, of what you, what you care about. And uh, how you feel about taking people's videos, I think it was illuminating. I think we had a really good conversation. Oh my so, god, it's Jover! Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I don't think you have anything else interesting to say, so I think we can wrap really? it up. Really? Oh, I think your audience thinks I have something interesting to say. And it's like, bro? I think you went what through all the points. point? Like, what more do you need to say? We've went like, through enough I, points. It's so weird. We could watch more, but it's all pretty much the same shit. And I just, like, it blew my mind that it's real. He feels like a character of... A Twitch streamer. Um, speaking. <laughs> speaking of characters, our next topic is actually fucking insane as well. I feel like that was insane, but this was like, sir. This one, I feel like we have a little more structure. What's too. interesting, though, um, is that 
Ethan recently had FousiTube on his channel. I watched the majority of that interview, not even on purpose. I was watching something else and it auto-played and I was like, oh, what's Fousey doing? And then I was like, oh wait, he's been, it was when he had been streaming for 20 days straight. So the reason why I found this so interesting is because what I did see from the stream of H3 was that he did confront Fousey to a certain extent because Fousey has been an ongoing joke on the H3 podcast. They followed him forever, his <laughs> soundbite of, I'm, um, what is it that, uh, uh... Something like I'm gay. Yeah, something about being gay. Fuck, oh my God, I cannot... Really? That is literally the most popular fucking soundbite and I literally can't think of it. I'm such a flop. A long time, I looked at myself in the mirror and I based myself based on what I read on the comments. I felt worthless. I felt ugly. I felt gay. I felt that no, uh, th like that just based on what they told me. It was a soundbite of him being gay and it's been this ongoing joke on H3 and Fousey has been an ongoing joke on H3 and he had him on. So when he had him on, I was very interested in like, what are they gonna even ask him? Ethan basically did talk to him about his mental health, what Fousey was even feeling about like streaming for so long. So if you don't know, Fousey has done this thing recently that's called, if you First of all, if you don't know who FouseyTube is. Yeah, I was going to say, should we back up even further? Yes, we should. Yeah, so FouseyTube is a YouTuber who's been around for a very long time. He was one of the original prank YouTubers. So he used to do a bunch of pranks on YouTube. And he was pranks one of the quotes. first, or I think he would like dub himself as the first YouTuber. That was a prank YouTuber that came out and said that the pranks were fake. Like, that's his thing. He's like, I came out and I said, these are all fake. He has been um, an interesting character ever since because he just is something else. Like, just him as a whole he's just a character so he, he's always been kind of a character and like even when he yeah. was doing the pranks it was like way over the top and just like very obviously fake but then what really brought him to I guess his peak, but also his downfall. And I'm not here to diagnose. This is based on like stuff he said back in the day, which I think has changed kind of now. But at the time he basically allegedly was going through like a manic episode. Mm -hmm. And he claimed, I think on the H3 podcast when he did that interview recently, that it was not like a bipolar manic episode, but that it was like Adderall induced or something. Correct. I, I remember the diagnosis at the time seemed to be that you have like bipolar and that you were in some kind of manic, manic state. But but you said that was a mixed diagnosis. So when I was 18, I was in college and I had my first nervous breakdown. All it took was I think one or two evaluations. And she goes, yeah. From what you said, you're bipolar. And I took it. I took it around with it for my whole life. Even took bipolar medication, everything. 2021, after the reality high incident where I got knocked out by Bryce Hall, mm -hmm. I get sent to a rehab in Karen, Pennsylvania, and they do a 30-day intense eval mm -hmm. with many therapists, daily, everything. And at the end, they gave me my diagnosis, and they said, Yusuf, you have no signs of bipolar. You're severely depressed. You suffer from depression, but no signs of bipolar. Hmm. And, I, and I've always thought that because July 15th was the only Both. manic thing I've ever had. Yeah, that, you know, it's highs and lows. I yeah. don't have any highs. <clears throat> I only have lows. Mm -hmm. You said you had an Adderall-fueled uh, psychosis. When I started taking Adderall before July 15th, the way I described it to people was I finally felt like I was supposed to feel in life, like God, how God should have made me, which is the most taboo thing you can say. God made you exactly as you should be. Mm. But I felt like that was who I was supposed to be. I was talkative. I had energy. I wasn't depressed. I was able to work. I wasn't lazy. But obviously I took advantage of that and started abusing it. But basically during this episode, which took place over the course of a couple weeks, I think, he plans this concert. July 15th, is that the date? July 15th, that is correct. <laughs> but he plans this concert 
And it's going to be a free concert, so you didn't have to buy tickets. And he was holding it at the Greek, which is a venue in LA that is a decent size. It's all outside, really nice. He paid for it all out of pocket. You rented out the Greek for this big show. Mm -hmm. How much did that cost you? So here's the thing with that. I paid out of pocket everything. I think the Greek theater alone was like 300,000 something. Yeah. But then also paid all the artists first class flights to the oh, LA and their entourage and their bottle service Holy for the hotels, shit. everything. And then started advertising this concert for free that was going to have Drake perform. Uh, I was there in real time, not at the concert, but I, I was, was like, you what? <laughs> no, but wouldn't that like, I literally would though. Like that's like such a me you thing. You totally would. But I didn't. Um, No, I was like in real time watching that all happen. And so he was saying that Drake was gonna be there. He was advertising it fully that Drake was gonna be there. And not like, oh, there's a concert that Drake is going to. I mean, that would have been weird too, but yeah. it was very like aggressively being like, Drake's gonna be there and he's gonna be on stage. And what was really weird about it though is that it was simultaneously, you were witnessing it being like a manifesting thing. Like he wasn't actually, like Drake wasn't gonna go, but he was like actively saying Drake was gonna go as some weird mechanism to like manifest Drake into going, but then also was streaming or like showing videos of himself being outside of places where he knew Drake was because because he wanted to run yeah. into him to like get him to be able to go to the concert. Drake never went to the concert. Drake doesn't know who FussyTube is. That was never a thing. So people were very concerned for his mental health, obviously. I mean, that's super alarming. That aspect, people were already concerned about his mental health. Mm -hmm. But then July 15th rolls around. Plot Drake twist. doesn't come. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert, Drake doesn't come. There's like a bunch of YouTubers that come to this concert too. And they're all like in this VIP area. And P.S. he's also like paying for their like flights. And like he's paying for all of this stuff that he definitely cannot afford. Not that he wasn't successful, before then, but it's like he's paying absurd amounts of money. Like he rented out the Greek. Normal people can't do that. Before the concert really started, I guess some people maybe performed. I don't know any of the names of people that did. It wasn't any like big artists. There was like a decent amount of people there and then they um, have to evacuate the venue because there's a, supposedly there's a bomb threat. Oh my God, I forgot that. Oh my God, that this is the craziest part. So then this leads to everyone having to leave the venue and they're all just in the parking lot of yes, the group. Yes. And he like still is under the impression, I don't know if he really was or he's just like claiming that Drake was still coming or something. I had Drake come in because I manifested that. But then it all like comes to a head and turns into him getting on top of his Uber's car, which he then like promises the Uber driver that he's gonna like pay him a bunch of money to or something. But he gets on top of the car and starts going on this like unhinged, crazy rant speech situation where he says, I have bipolar, I have depression. I have bipolar and depression. That what you put into my head made me wanna kill myself. And he like takes his shirt off and he's like rapping and it's just like a fever dream of things going on. It's so weird. Most of that was directed towards Keemstar. He mm. was telling Keemstar that you fucking bullied me, made me want to, you know, unlive myself because of the shit that you said about me on the internet, basically. And You made me want to commit suicide last year. I wanted to kill myself because of all the attention you gave me. I rewatched videos going viral after the attention you're giving me now of you saying 
Boosie is the biggest piece of shit, egotistical asshole on this earth. And then also, at the same time, Keemstar was making like a multi-part documentary about it all. Oh my God. And it's so weird because he participates in some of it. And then also doesn't, it's very strange. But so that basically led to like, it was like a, like some kind of a breakdown, you would say, I guess. And I don't really know how things transpired after that, besides him doing some more interviews and it still being kind of weird. But I think he left the internet. Yeah, he left the internet for a long time. I do remember a brief amount of time where he said that he was literally done with YouTube and that he was going to give away his YouTube channel. I remember that vividly. He was like, I'm giving it away. I don't want it. Fuck it. Like someone else can take it. He's also always been very like, I don't know if he actually is doing this or if it's like pretending like he's going to or he says it with the intention of doing it and he doesn't. I, I don't know what transpires afterwards, but that he like is always like offering to give away a bunch of money. He wants to give away his YouTube channel. He wants to pay this person a hundred okay, grand to do so this. So that's like, an interesting thing that we've come to know recently. So the reason why we're even talking about FusiTube, that's a basic like, you know, debrief of his past, but there is a reason we're talking about him today. And that's because- He's returned. Well, he's returned, but he hasn't just returned. He has returned under a very concerning premise. Like I feel like- Well, especially given given the context of why he left the internet, Correct. it's concerning of what he's doing now. Yeah. And again, people have speculated what his mental health issues could be and all that stuff. But all in all, what he's decided to do recently is that he has done a subathon. Do you know what a subathon is? No. <laughs> well, I do because I'm a Twitch streamer watcher um, for Fortnite. But basically what a subathon is, is there's a timer on the screen and it goes down. It's counting down. And every time someone subscribes, it goes up a certain amount of time. And the amount of time that that timer is on the screen, that person needs to stream. Now, the streamers that oh. I watch in general will, like at night when they're sleeping, they'll stream something else. They'll literally put like Gordon Ramsay's like show on, which I don't know the legalities of all that, okay? But they'll like- I was like, gonna say, that seems- I problem. don't know, okay? I'm not getting involved in all that, but they literally will do something like that, but they're not gonna film themselves sleeping. And then there's FoosyTube, who calls himself, and we'll see that shortly, he calls himself the real life Truman Show. And he will film himself doing everything under the sun. Sleeping, eating, shitting is how he describes it. That's gotten him into some trouble. Surprise. But like recently, I know one thing that came out that I had seen before all of this was that he was like rapping a song and then he said the N-word. I never use that fucking word. And then he like really quickly began to like sob and say, I don't say the N word and was like slamming on his bed, like so pissed at himself. So like, there's like so many things that it's like, maybe don't stream yourself 24 seven. But before anything bad even happened, what was interesting when he went on H3, I think it was at that point he had been streaming for 20 days straight. Correct. And he, his new, like, I don't know if it's his channel or he just like refers to it as this, but it's G7, which he refers to as like game seven, the coach puts you in at the last like 0.4 seconds. What are you going to do? Oh, and like, that's the mentality, I guess, behind his, I don't really understand. But so then he, um, he was getting such positive feedback and apparently on Twitch he got like, because he had only been on YouTube before. This Twitch thing is a new venture. And he got something like 20,000 subscribers in those 20 days. And it was a new record for Twitch, like the most subscribers anyone had gotten in that short of a time. So at the point that he's doing his interview on H3, he definitely didn't seem, I don't know if the, it's the right word to use, but manic. No, I mean, I think that's valid because I, I know that Ethan even asked him about that. So Ethan said, hey, you've been streaming yeah. for this many days straight. Basically what Fusi said is that, number one, I was misdiagnosed as bipolar. 
is what he says. He yeah. says, I was diagnosed one time and I never questioned it. And the only like quote unquote manic episode I ever had was at the Greek theater that day. Like that whole event was the only like manic episode. He said, I only have been depressive. I've never been that up and down, which I yeah. think, and obviously we're not trying to diagnose him at all, but I think that's like no. objectively untrue. Like I think that he has been very obviously very up in a lot of situations whereas someone like being an onlooker is very concerned by it. it's like you're very much like very energetic and he describes it as like I'm a lot like I'm just an intense person and I'm like I have people who are very high energy and like quote unquote a lot in life and it's not this like this is an extreme version but the reason we're talking about him is because he has been streaming for so long and yes Ethan had him on and confronted him about it and said, hey, do you think this is like the best thing for your mental health, basically? And he said, you know, this has been great for me and I have people around me now that have, you know, they tell me no. So like, they're not yes men. I used to have yes men around me and now they're actually telling me no. And really called out his audience, his new audience and being like, they really like, I've built this community and they really care about me. And it's like, it's so much healthier than it was right. before. People come on YouTube and get burned out because it's intense, man. No, and it's, it's finally like this time, why the subathon is so important to me is because for once, one, I can't lie. I can't hide my emotions. I can't act like I'm someone I'm not. My camera is on 24 seven. They see me for me and they actually fucking like me. Mm. So now it's like, oh my God. So how do you know that you're not going to, you know, you're, you're getting the validation. You're on all the time. What are you doing to make sure that you don't, you know, go back down the path of uh, overconfidence and ego and all that. I think I have people to ground me this time because before, like when I was successful on YouTube, living alone in 1600 Vine Street, paying 13,000 for a penthouse, but calling it the world's most expensive isolation chamber, um, I didn't reach out to anybody. I didn't take advice from anybody, not my mom, not my sister. That's why they always say, we told you not to buy the Ferraris. We told you not to do this, but I would listen to nobody. Now I call my mom almost every day. My sister, I talk to regularly. I have real people in my life who really like will put me in check and say, yo, so this you, is happening. So you're relying on your, <clears throat> your family to keep you grounded? Not just my family, also my audience. There's a lot of people who know me really well and they always like, <clears throat> send me personal shit on the side if they see something a little Ari, but also myself, I hold myself accountable. Like I told them during the subathon, I said the gym is the most important thing in my life right now. Without the gym, there is no subathon. So I go to the gym every day and make them watch me. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing what I need to do to sustain it. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a day 20. <laughs> yeah, and people have commented on the fact that it's like, wow, you really like had your redemption arc and now this because the reason we're talking about him today is because he filmed, I want to say it was yesterday or the day before when we're filming this. He filmed himself as he does literally for the last 35 days of his life. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I I don't think it's one day in particular. I know you're going to reference a specific thing he did, but like basically now we have reached, what'd you say, day 35? Yes, but I'm also wondering how that works because he was on a trip to Toronto, which he's filming himself right now. What we're about to watch is him on the way back from Toronto to the States. And I'm like, how do you like stream yourself in the air? Like you can't. So it's I think stop. He, he must stop when he's in the air, but he does it like up until he's about to take off. Like he's doing it on the plane when he's boarding and then he stops then. Like you have it on in security and shit. Like it's literally an insane Well, yeah, no, but that was one of the things that even Ethan was calling him out on because I guess he also has it so like people can do like do donations and then it says out loud whatever they type. He wanted to keep it streaming during TSA and put 
put it in the thing and just like keep it going. But then people were gonna like, basically they were gonna like type bomb threats and stuff. So Ethan was like, no, don't do that. And like, that was even how they got connected because Ethan was trying to get him to not do something that was gonna like literally get him arrested. Yeah, I think that a common thread with Fusi is that he's- He doesn't know when to stop. Very um, naive. Yeah, well, he doesn't know when to stop, but he's also very naive. Like he's navigating all of this as if it's not that serious. And it's like, dude, you're filming yourself 24 seven. Number one, that's already fucked up. But number two, like, I don't even honestly I don't even know how to preface all of this that we're about to get into because I was like planning on okay I'll just show like one thing or two things and I have like 45 timestamps so let's just get into it one more thing to preface though is that he in the H3 interview says that he had been he has not drank since he was on because also other aspects sorry there's so much weird background this is very all over the place story but he was on that show the reality house and he got punched and knocked out by Bryce Hall And that was after he had put his hands on one of the girls in the house. And apparently he was like super blacked out during that thing, which like you watch the clips, it does seem like, I mean, not that that excuses it by any stretch, but he says that that was the last time he ever drank and that he's totally sober now, which Correct. didn't feel like the case when I was watching some of these clips. Or honestly, any recent clips from watching Fousey, it's like yeah. very interesting to watch him, um, but whatever. So this is the introduction of what we're gonna be talking about. I wanna just show it and then we'll just start rolling because it's hard to preface. Yeah, like, and trigger warning, there's trafficking stuff involved and it's just kind of uncomfortable to very. watch. Oh, I'm emphatically such a bad person. I'm such a dickhead. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm a great person. I can tell. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm so good. But I have like five hours. My name's Yusuf, what's yours? This is Sarah. Sarah, hi Sarah. That's the introduction. It's him introducing himself to a woman in the airport. Her name is Sarah. So seems fair enough, right? Gets worse, I promise. So he almost immediately starts love bombing her i'm talking like 17 minutes in he's telling her that he absolutely like loves her and it might have happened sooner on but that's the one that i caught but this is him describing what he does right now which i found interesting wait why are you running what are you doing, what are you doing? so i'm live right i've been live for 35 days straight? i travel straight i'm like the real life truman show <laughs> yes they watch that's me sleep <laughs> they watch me shower they watch me kiss girls they watch me fall in love they watch me shit so i took them to toronto this weekend we partied and now we're going back to la then we're going to vegas this weekend you want to go to vegas i've been to vegas one time last you want to go my 21st birthday mm, what do you do there we're just, I've, i haven't been there since i was 21 i shit you not he has known this girl for 15 minutes and 27 seconds and he is asking her if she wants to come to las vegas with him she is obviously intoxicated Okay, and he is completely sober, admittedly, just like Lily said, he does not drink alcohol. So he's there asking this woman if she wants to come to Las Vegas with him. So that's already fucking weird. I'm sorry, but I already think that's weird. And also, did you notice how his eye, like watch his eyes in all of these clips. They con they continuously like dart back to the chat. Uh-huh, it's bad. You can tell he's so aware of being filmed mm -hmm. that it makes the whole thing even stranger. For sure. Um, this is the first time that I caught that he told her he loved her at 17 minutes. Toronto weekend is ending. <laughs> I had such a like bad and good weekend. But the fact that I'm ending it with kissing Sarah from the airport. 
I love you so much. I love you. You're so fun. I am sweet. Thank you. I like to be sweet to women. I love women. Does that not actually make you want to die? I just... Like, I'm not gonna say I haven't gotten drunk in the airport and chatted up with strangers at the bars, but like, this is so, like, if I was the bartender watching all this happen, I'd be like, what is going on? Oh, that's a whole like, another level. That's, that's funny that you mentioned that. And my audience recognized that immediately. Cause I'm very like, exuberant. I'm very loud, I'm very big. I feel you. And everybody else is like this. I know, I feel you. Don't look at me, don't talk mm -hmm. to me. So the fact that I can come to you and say, can I get a hug? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you so you kissed so me. Yeah. Can yeah. I kiss you? Yeah. Yeah. Just one. So that was their first kiss. He just asks her for a kiss. And then they have a second kiss. On camera, of course. Can I get another kiss? You're so cute. First of all, he, the way he interacts with people in general, men and women, honestly, throughout all of his streams makes me so uncomfortable because he always gets so, so close to them. Yeah, he's very close. He's also, I mean, this is classified and people have speculated, but I honestly agree, in my opinion, this is love bombing. Like, it's like this weird, you're so cute, let's go to Vegas, I love you. You haven't known this person for 20 minutes. Like, this is not okay. It's 100% like if you're like really drunk and you meet a guy really drunk at like a club, and you're like dancing together and then suddenly it's like, oh my God, we're in love. Like it's, it doesn't. But it's also a different thing if like you're both drunk, but he's not Exactly, drunk. that's why it's even weirder. So and because he does it all up. the time. He does it with like everyone he meets. As if it's almost like a game to him. It's like, can I get this person to reciprocate if I For just sure. like. It seems like that. So then he does a third kiss and his reasoning is interesting. This is the one I saw. This is on Twitter. Someone had tagged us in one and I was like, what is happening? And it wasn't even this. It was like him yelling at people in Vegas. Then I kept scrolling down after searching him. And I think I watched like 15 to 20 clips. And then each one was like, what is happening? And then this one came up and I was like, what is happening? So I want to piss off my audience, right? I have a discord, right? With like 8,000 members. Can I send them a picture of me and you kissing? To piss them off? I want, they've been mean to me this weekend. Give me a kiss, please. Thank you. They're gonna cancel me for this. I don't care though. I don't know, but he the fact that he knew that like some p weird part of him knew that everything he was doing was fucked up is like, yeah. Well, then, you think? as if this alone in a vacuum isn't weird enough. And then it gets so much worse. It gets so much worse. So he very soon after tells her to stop drinking because I think he realizes. So this is allegedly her second drink. He bought it for her, by the she, way. So she was she had her original she drink. Looks, she seems like she's had yeah. more. But honestly, could be maybe she doesn't drink that much. And like that was her first like cocktail and she got kind of tipsy, whatever. But he bought her her second drink. He said, it's on me. Put it on my tab. And then at this fucking timestamp, he tells her, like, stop drinking. Like you, you're, you've had enough. So he recognizes she's tipsy otherwise. Stop drinking, you're good. Also, even, and I don't, this is completely speculative and I have, I'm not saying this is true, but when people are at the airport too, you don't know, like sometimes people mix some Xanax for anxiety for flying and stuff. For so sure. it's like maybe she did only yeah. have two drinks. Ambient and shit. But that, yeah, exactly. Any kind of medication can really exacerbate that. And 
she seems not sober at all. From the second sure. we meet her, she's not sober. And then it just gets progressively more questionable. It's so weird because they get into so many like side conversations, but she notices that he has tattoos on his arm. And so they start talking about that. And then she goes into the story behind her tattoos. And that's where shit really starts going off the rails. Right above my dick. So you can see that one. I got one right here too. Can I see it? Oh my God. What does that mean? So, that's a dude's name. <laughs> Sarah, I can't be with you now. No, I can't. I can't. No, I, so. Is that your baby daddy? No. Sarah! Listen, What listen. the fuck? I thought we had something. Listen, listen. Um, so I got sold, I got sold into the sex trade. You got sold into the sex trade? I actually name. care about this shit because I'm like an advocate yeah. for like against sex trading and all that shit. What just, happened? I, that, I'm like, <laughs> shut up. He was trying to make me a lot looser recently. A what? Yeah, a lot looser. I like that. Yeah, yeah, so I get it. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you for sharing. I appreciate yeah. you being this honest. This is a real conversation. No, it's real. It happens, My audience might not day. understand, but I've been there. Mm -hmm. I used to be a sex addict. So I used prostitutes I for years. Um, I used I massage products for years. So I understand. So I'm glad he starts that by being like, I've been there as if he's been trafficked. And I'm like, what is happening? This is, and make no mistake, this is not funny at all. It's this is not funny absurd. at all. I am so baffled. And maybe this is an extreme example. Okay, yeah, clock me for it. But like, that's literally like being like, oh my God, you were sexually abused. I get that. I I sexually abuse people. Like, that's actually what you're saying. I'm so Technically, confused. Technically, yes, because he, his connection to it is that he has benefited from sex trafficking, basically. Well, and also, as we get into later, he actually admits to, yes, he has been with women that he knew did not want to be there. But then he adamantly denies that later, saying, well, I didn't know. It's just like a, it's like a high probability they probably were because uh, he used to go to massage parlors and get, uh, he would pay for sex. This is just like, the way he said it, I'm like, the way I would have laughed in his fucking face, like, this girl's an angel. Like, I would have actually clowned his ass. Like, just like, oh, you get it because you've done it literally but well, it's concerning though because she you can tell from like the beginning is super into this like she's being touchy-feely it's not like he's like being creepy and she's not right. reciprocating like she is reciprocating but she's also drunk and then she just tells you that she was in the sex trade and you are using that as a way like he uses then his thing as like oh another way in to like have something in common and yeah. i'm like huh yeah, it's so weird. Like, that's, girl, we're not going to bond over this. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, I'm like, you're not trauma bonded. She is, like, still going through something, clearly. And you are using that to your advantage to be like, oh, I understand where you've been. I'm like, because you participate? Like, what? After this interesting bonding moment, they then have, like, very emotional moments where they're both actually, like, sobbing together, which is interesting. Oh, but I they're both I like saw those. Oh, yeah, they're both, like, crying. They're, like, holding their heads to each other and just bonding over what they're speaking about. And then he decides that they need a private moment. That's why I'm happy to be out Can I talk to you privately off camera for a second? Of course. Come with me. Not even on weird shit. I really want to have a conversation with you. I really want to have a conversation no, with you. I don't understand. 
So they walk to the back. They start talking and hugging. Are they even kissing right there? I don't know if they're kissing, but it kind of seems like they might be. Leaving their bags, which like... You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, that's a thing at a fucking airport. It's like, if you see something, say something. And it's like, do not leave your bags alone because that could be something bad. It's also weird how okay she is with the fact that he is streaming this to thousands of people. One of the things that did happen that made them very emotional is that he donated, I believe it was $300 or $500 to her on Cash App. to Blondie. What happened basically is that he wanted to give her the money because she wanted that tattoo of the man who sold her into sex trafficking. She wanted it removed and she couldn't afford it. And he said, I want that to be removed and I will pay for it. And so she was really emotional over him donating, but also his chat donating. So I think in total, oh. she got a couple thousand dollars because oh, the shit. chat donated like $2,700 to her as well or something similar to that. And so she was really emotional. He was really emotional. When he's doing it though, I got gross vibes because he then of course donates it and then spends Flashes like a camera. minute showing mm-hmm. the camera like that he did it to the chat and it's like 100% it's giving like are you homeless like the people that like hold it up to homeless people and they're like do yeah. you need food like okay we get it so they have this moment then he turns the camera around to I shit you not the airport bartender who has unfortunately had to witness this whole conversation happen because there's like three people at the bar for the next like I want to say 10 minutes 7 minutes to 10 minutes it is just the airport bartender because he turns the phone around the airport bartender like takes their bags and just like literally it just live streams to his thousands and thousands of viewers just the airport bar okay which is so fucking weird is it not it's weird even that they're letting him do that like i'm like why is everyone so fine with this i thought the same thing i'm like i know that like it first of all i would never have the courage to ask anyone to do this but like if i did or you know what maybe this speaks to like maybe if you have the courage to ask people to do things they might just do it because like what is this this is something that absolutely should not have been allowed. One also, I guess I forget like how many people are like, that's alluring to a lot of people that it's like, oh, you have a lot of followers Maybe. are watching you and that they think that's cool. But it's like, for me, that's like, I don't want that many people seeing me in like a, a vulnerable situation also. Like, and she's like telling him all this stuff. It's just it's weird. bad. So then he returns from his hiatus and spins the camera. You can hear him running. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just joined the Mile High Club. And I know it doesn't count as the Mile High Club because I was in the airport, but I still joined it. I swear to God. I swear on everything I love. I swear on everything I love. I just joined the Mile High Club in the airport, in the men's bathroom. I know he says he's sober, but like... He doesn't doesn't seem it. this not seem sober to you? Like, and not... This doesn't seem like manic i'm acting energetic like it's like he's slurring his words and stuff. right 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 yeah god well i had to confess i couldn't hold it for a fucking second i didn't go to buy her no fucking snacks basically what's happening he comes back from his literally the last thing we remember is they're sobbing together we need to go yeah. have a private conversation he comes back and says i fucked her is basically what he's telling thousands of people. Which, by the way, if it's true, if it's not true, there's a lot of speculation on that. Literally, this girl has just told you that she was sold into sex trafficking, disrespected by men, time after time after fucking time. You want to act like the sweet motherfucker and you want to come onto your audience of thousands of people and say, I fucked her. 
Like, fuck you for that. Whether it's true, whether it's not true, fuck you for that. That is so foul. But basically, shortly after he says this bullshit, she comes in and it's interesting, uh, his immediate response to her coming in. That's, I didn't even see this. Because when I first saw that part, that clip was separate from the sex trafficking stuff on Twitter. So I only saw that before I even heard about the sex trafficking stuff. And I was grossed out by it, even if she hadn't said any of that. So then to find out that, that all prefaced it, it's like, what are you doing? Again, are, it doesn't feel like the actions of a sober person. At all. Yeah. You got more money? How much? 2,495, let's get it. Hey, and by the way, to everybody I was joking around with before, it was actually a prank, so please respect her and don't disrespect her right now. I, that was fucked up of me to do as like, this is a prank and everything. She did not do anything. She's a woman of two. She loves her children. So please respect that. No. I prank them. <laughs> I prank them. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, no, no. It's I'm not fine. I, I, I disrespected you by pranking them. I didn't think of you and your emotions and I pranked them. But I- You didn't think of her and her emotions after she just told you that she was a victim of trafficking? Literally, what the f- like, we're not talking about something you did a year ago. We're talking about two minutes ago, bro. What the f- Like, all of this has transpired in 20 minutes. I'm so confused. It's breaking my heart because she is so- Trusting. Like, gaga over him because he also just got her, like, $2,500- I know. To go get- to get the tattoo removed or whatever. But I know he also mentions it at, uh, at one point to go, like, visit her kids or something. Yeah, she says that she's a maid and that, she, you know, all that stuff. So people were donating to her. So she was very excited about that. And so obviously she's not under any circumstance going to confront this man on his stream of people who are donating to her. It's not going to happen. Oh my god, it's just making me so uncomfortable. So it starts out, you know, like I know, but I was rude. <laughs> Trust me, I was rude. But I lost one of my headphones, so we're good at the end of the day. <laughs> what? Karma came for you. <laughs> no, 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 I lost one of my headphones. <laughs> fuck. <coughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. But no, 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 I, I played an actual bad prank on you, and I apologize. What, what was it? I told them that... Nah, no, I don't even, no, 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 I don't even want to explain it. <laughs> I don't even want to... Can I get a Diet Coke? <laughs> Can I get a Diet Coke? It was fucked up. I need to get better at doing my pranks. And I use your expense and your livelihood for my gratification. And I shouldn't do that. So I apologize. Can I get a Diet Coke, please? (laughs) No, actually, I apologize. I'm gonna gonna own this. I'm gonna own this. You won't get mad at me? You won't get mad at me? No. Say you swear to God you won't get mad at me. I promise. I came back and I had a lot of adrenaline and I lied to my audience and I said that I joined the Mile High Club with you. Now obviously that's not possible unless you're in a plane, so I apologize, I lied, we're at the airport. Did she just say it was in the airport? No, like she's saying like, we couldn't have had sex, we're in the airport type of thing. Oh, I well, he said it wasn't on a plane, so it doesn't count as the Mile High Club, but then I'm pretty sure she just said it was in the airport. Oh, I understood from that, that it was like, well, obviously we're not gonna fuck, we're in an airport, but maybe- No. Oh, is that no, not? No, he's saying it's not the Mile High Club because that takes place if you have sex on an airplane. Oh, interesting. Because you're a mile in, like, mile high club. Like, it doesn't count if you're in an airport because that's not the mile high club. But he was saying it is. And then she doesn't say, no, we didn't have, like, she goes, it was in the airport. 
meaning they did. Uh, oh, interesting. I didn't get that from that. But yeah, I can see that. And she also kind of giggles when he first says it. Well, and people were speculating like her hair was messier when they came back and that it was like a seven to 10 minute difference. Like it wasn't like a 30 second difference that you're like, of course they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like a that. I mean, I guess that would have been a sad time, but it, like it could have happened in that period of time you know what I mean but also something that's important to know is that not only is he sober he claims to be celibate so he claims to be an ex-sex addict that is also celibate he goes on to say certain comments of like I'm gonna get canceled for this and all this bullshit and then shortly after this I guess she goes on her flight he has this weird ass fucking apology where he is just sobbing confessing to his past experiences with sex workers and how he's a horrible person. And this is nine minutes long and I, I couldn't even find like a relevant timestamp, but it's literally just him sobbing. And we could just cut to it, honestly, we don't have to watch, but it's like him sobbing about like being a bad man and saying that he could tell that when he was having intercourse with prostitutes and stuff because of his addiction, that they didn't want to be there, which it's like, sir. Oh, I'm gonna let my emotions out. I'm sorry, Julia. I used to be a sex addict. So the women that I fucked with, I knew were sex-like, sex slaves. They were there against their will, and I still let them fuck with me. That, re I, that regret eats me up every day. <laughs> no one's gonna understand that. No one's gonna understand that. Every time I left the massage parlor, I felt guilty. Every time. Because I knew the woman didn't want to be there. I couldn't control it. I knew they didn't want to be there. I knew they were there against their will, but I couldn't control it. I need sleep. It's been like 36 hours. I've been through a lot. Well, and then it's interesting, though, because I told you off camera earlier that I had listened to he did a spaces. That's what it's called on Twitter. The audio thing. He did so. a Twitter spaces and Keemstar was in it and they were arguing and Keemstar, of all people, is calling him out for taking advantage of this girl. You have to take advantage of that drunk girl. Uh, you didn't have to take advantage of that girl. Who was oh, a I'm manipulator. I'm manipulator. You didn't have to like hey, run this guess campaign what? that I'm a good guy. I'm going to go like, let's raise money for her and help her out. Hey. Present yourself as such a saint and a good dude. Hey, look at you right? still trying to be manipulated. back and say that you just joined the Mile High Club. Look like, at, that was disgusting behavior. Look like, at you what trying to be manipulated, team. Team, look at you trying to be manipulative now, saying that I took Is that not what happened? That I did all the shit with the girl. Is that not what happened? I did not fuck the girl, Keem. You said you did. And what did I you do after that? You said you did. And what did I do after that? And you got canceled by your chat in real time and switched it up and said it was a joke. Oh, it was just a joke. So you're joking about a fucking victim of sex trafficking, of fucking her, or getting a blowjob in the bathroom? Why do you That's think I started worse. crying? What Why do you think fuck? I started crying? Why do you think I started crying? Oh, interesting take, Keemstar, actually. I thought it was very interesting, actually. But he very much is calling him out and sounds like, like, rare W for Keemstar is that he sounds very, like, he's very logical about it. He calls out everything that happened. And then Fusi starts denying that it happened, I think, first of all. And then he says, like, Keem calls him out for saying that he had been with girls that were being sex trafficked. And he then goes, no, 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 no. Like, I, I just, like, and then he kind of backtracks and acts like, I just think it's a good possibility they could have been sex trafficked if they're doing that. Not that he, like, knew. It was you were just, actually like, sobbing and saying, I'm not a good person. 
Like, I and that's what Keemstar says. He's like, then why were you apologizing for it? Why were you crying about it? And he's like, what? No, 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 no. Like, everything he says is such a contradiction. As a sex and addict, then why you, you start crying? that you played a role in sex trafficking in the past. That no. You were a John. You were a client to to victims of sex trafficking. I it said, was a horrible video. I a said, horrible scream. I said, I said, I used to have a sex addiction where I had to go to massage parlors and I, and I don't have validation, but I wouldn't doubt if some of these women... No, that's what you said the- after the stream. During the stream, you said something different. Not true. And again, like, why would you... You're live. Everyone's seeing it. Why... How well, do you think you can... And again, something interesting is that he claims to be sober, which we're speculating on, obviously, because of his demeanor, but he claims to be sober both from alcohol and from sex addiction. So I guess that would still be considered like sobriety, right? Like celibacy is like a form of sobriety if you're addicted to sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because doesn't his therapist refer to it as sober for... Right. So I think that he refers to his celibacy as sobriety. And what's interesting is that because he filmed so much, he actually filmed himself on a speaker phone call with his therapist in the car. And she revealed something interesting. (laughs) <laughs> I love you. You're going to Vegas. You're coming back, and then we'll start. Our Guess what? I'm going to Vegas sober. Oh, you know, a friend of mine tried to say today that I wasn't sober. It, it was so hurtful. You, you, you've been sober until that uh, thing in the airport. I know that. Right? Love you, Susie. So, (laughs) the way he cuts off that conversation. Is it normal for a therapist to say I love you? No, absolutely not. I can like confidently say that is fucking weird. But it's also not surprising that Fousey would have a therapist that says that she loves him because he's so weird. And he probably was saying I love you to the therapist within five minutes. But so, not only is that kind of a red flag to begin with, but then she flat out says like yeah you were sober until that thing at the airport meaning he had sex at the airport either he had sex or he drank but i'm leaning more towards the sex thing because of the context of everything i think that he broke his celibacy in the airport and if he did here's the thing here's my like final fucking thoughts on it is that yes she is an adult i think that there's an innate weirdness and a sense of taking advantage that comes with having sex with a person that's not sober when you are sober however i personally am of the standpoint of like I can't create a case for this girl if she doesn't feel the same way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how she feels. If she feels like grateful for him or like that she doesn't have any problems with him and maybe she was attracted to him and just wanted to have sex with him. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem becomes that he gives off every fucking red flag of love bombing, of just all this weird fucking shit. And that's what's making people concerned. But I have to also like take a step back and be like, I'm not her. If she speaks out, I'm 100% with her, of course. That's the thing. It's like you watch this and it's not like she doesn't seem like she wants to be there. Like she's very touchy. Like she's like grabbing his arm for tattoos. For like sure. look at his tattoos and stuff. Like she is very much engaging in it yeah. as much as he is. But again, she is intoxicated and she just revealed that she has been in the sex, tra- like that she spent seven months as a victim of sex trafficking. So the fact that then he would, after then giving her money and getting other people to donate money, right, when she's already a- this vulnerable person that is intoxicated, then you're going to make 
her feel like, whether it's from trauma or whatever, that she's like indebted to you. And she like feels like she needs to pay you back. That's actually such a good point because it's easy to see it on the surface and be like, you guys are two adults and like, you know, whatever. But it's true. The money aspect changes so much of it because she would feel yeah. indebted to him 100%. And then especially she? if she's in this kind of like mindset where she has been abused and thinks that like that's a normal, I mean, I don't think she does think that that's a normal thing, but like. But could maybe her instinct would drive her to believe that that's a normal dynamic with a man. In it's that like kind she's of used to having to reciprocate with sexual Ugh, things. Jesus. Yeah, that's and, actually. And it's just, mm. ugh, it just gives me goosebumps. I don't like it at all. I really hate that like she was a victim of sex trafficking because of a man and then another man comes in and is like, well, like, I want that name like removed off of you. I'll give you money. Let's fuck. Like, it's literally actually crazy. How the fuck did he not have, I mean, it's not surprising because you look at anything Fousey does on the internet and you're like, of course he wouldn't have the wherewithal to like understand the gravity of the situation. But like, I think that's what's so concerning because you're like, if you're sober and you don't have any kind of mental illness, which he claims that like the bipolar he thing says he was has not depression, real. But that's it. He's medicated depression for doesn't make you like, that's not what this is. Right. And like, you don't make these rash impulsive decisions and then end up like crying and having a breakdown afterwards because you recognize they're wrong. That doesn't happen. Like you don't have like a 15 minute like window where you're just like, whoops, I didn't mean to. And then recognize it later. Like, no, you did this. And then you're trying to like cover up the consequences that you're gonna incur because you know that it's gonna look bad and you were like to tunnel vision that getting something you wanted, which I guess you could attribute to maybe his sex addiction. Yeah, maybe, but also like, and I'm not saying that this is better because if the camera would have been off, we wouldn't have seen this and then couldn't have called it out. But like, dude, turn the fucking camera off. There's something innately wrong with people who stream this long. There is no human being on this planet that can function properly under such scrutiny for that period of time. I'm sorry, like call it fake or whatever you want, but you need to have a certain level of like shutting down from all of this to be able to remain sane. On that note, I think it's very interesting that this all happens before he goes to Vegas because have you seen the clips of him in Vegas? No, I haven't seen them. Um, Let me just pull up a few because that's what I was watching on Twitter last night. It's him like with, he has like a security guard, a camera guy, some other kind of person working for him that doesn't seem like a security guard, but seems kind of like a handler of some kind. And then he also has an assistant who he has claimed to be in love with and was like wanting to propose. But during this trip, he screaming, he is screaming at his assistant, at his camera, all of them. He's just yelling all the time. What color hat do you want? I fucking gave it to them. No, I don't. Are you dumb? Like, honestly, Nick, what the fuck? If you're honestly slow, I can't hire you. Wolla. Nick. It's, it's all on your camera, Nick. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. This is my company. I'm the boss. And I deserve even, I get no respect. So the fact that I'm fucking demanding my respect now, I'm gonna demand it. God did. I wish I could yell. And it's like he's having temper tantrums. Like, it's the weirdest shit I have ever seen. And it makes zero sense for a sane, sober person to be acting like this if it's not just, like, completely an act for attention. I don't understand what's going on. Like, because it's so not normal and very concerning. Like, that stuff was, like, disturbing because it's like, he's fucked. I can't believe he did that. This stuff is like, he's gonna get himself killed or like do something like something bad is gonna happen like at one point he was running into the middle of the strip into traffic 
I was sitting at the restaurant the whole time. I thought you left to get the ox portal. No, you guys left. <laughs> Fuck off! Oh. Yusuf! Well. <laughs> Turn it off. He's being actually stupid as fuck. It's actually, it's actually so stupid. Until he can calm down. Hello. What? Okay, somebody leave me. Look what's happening right now. This guy's trying to go viral off my name. Get the fuck away! Oh my god. You should have stepped in and protected me. What the fuck? He's trying to go viral off my name. He's asking me about July 15th and Keem. What the fuck? Nobody does shit, man. You gotta help protect my image. I'm bad. I'm like Kanye. I lose my mind. I need people around me to protect my image. Do you hear that? Yeah. He goes, I'm like Kanye. I you lose are. my mind. I need people to protect my image. I thought you didn't have anything wrong. Like I thought he said, I use my mind. Oh no, I lose my mind. So that one, he was yelling at a random fan because I guess they asked him something about Keem and July 15th. Here's also him saying that he was planning on proposing to his assistant Kitty in the Maldives. Love that girl. She knows that. I love that girl. I shouldn't have said that, but I got that part. But still though. I love that girl more than you fucking know. She knows how much I love her. She knows that this is not content. I swear to God, I was gonna talk to my mom and say, Mom, I think I found the girl. Wallahi, I was. Wallahi. So this is all after you just allegedly fucked the girl in the airport. Like, first of all, he's full of shit. Like, literally shit is oozing out of his ears and nose and every crevice. Like, it's, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. But also, it's like, sir... I've also been to Vegas multiple times. You sound like, well, you don't sound like me in Vegas because it's not like I'm screaming at people and you know, whatever. You sound just as like incoherent as I'd be in Vegas and I'll just say I wasn't sober. So I don't understand what's going on here. Honestly, I'm just gonna say it. Like he absolutely should immediately end all streams. I think anyone still supporting him live streaming, not that they watch this channel, but like anybody that still supports his fucking live streams by subscribing and donating, but especially subscribing because it adds on to that timer where he has to stay live like you should absolutely feel ashamed of yourself like we're all a part of this weird fucking thing that's surrounding this guy who honestly i'm sorry but i don't think he's well of mind like i think that he definitely needs time space away from the internet he has been you know also on stream talking to his parents who are obviously concerned and his for brother. the amount of money he's spending they're concerned yeah people are concerned for him he said that on h3 people have been genuinely concerned for him and he is still operating with the July 15th mindset. I'm sorry, but he is like, he's still, if you would tell me like this happened on the same day as he told everyone Drake was going to be at his concert, I would believe you. Like it's all so cohesive in the most unfortunate There's way. There's parts of him in Vegas where he's saying to other, like when he meets someone and he's like kind of introducing himself and telling them why he is streaming and stuff, he brings up, he's like, I like, I mean, his biggest thing to like, his biggest claim is like all the people that started YouTube with me, like they're, they all have normal jobs now. They're just like trying to pay their rent. Like I'm the next big thing. Every YouTuber that started with me died 10 times over. They now work a regular job. Good for them. Make a living. It's 2023 and I'm still here and I just signed a deal with Kick and I'm about to take the fuck over. I'm live 24-7. The cameras never turn off. I show you everything. Even when I'm in the heat of drama and the internet's trying to cancel me, I'm live. So you see that I don't script shit, I don't fake shit, and everything's real.
And I'm sorry, but that's objectively untrue. His father was on the phone with him on speaker, literally saying, hey, you need to find a place that's cheaper than $4,000 a month because that is outrageous rent and you cannot afford that basically. And he's like, okay, I will, I will. But like, I'm sorry, you're not some fucking big shot if you can't afford $4,000 a well, month Well, and also, rent. he says in the Spaces thing with Keem, I think, he, like, admits that he's in a ton of credit card debt that he has not paid off. There's no way he's not. It's like he plays both sides, though. And then also there's clips of him saying that he's gonna donate, like, all of the money that he makes to charity. And I'm like... No, you're not. He's done that before where before he like said, I'm going to give away my channel and then he didn't or he did and then he got it back or something. He also said, I'm going to donate all the ad. Like he's gone through that cycle many times, which is super concerning for his mental health because it's like, we've seen this before, Fusi. Like, how are you going to say that you're in the best kind of time of your life and then act like this? I just don't get it. But also we know this. Mental health is not an excuse to fucking abuse people or treat people like shit. And like not an excuse to make horrible decisions repetitively and say you're perfectly fine and everything's fine and broadcast it to people. Like, I'm sorry, but this is so fucked. Again, I think something bad is gonna happen because no one has any control over him, including himself. And he just does all this crazy shit. And one time he's gonna mess with someone that he's gonna fuck around and find out. Yeah. Yeah, this is bad. Anyway, that's the Fousey thing. And honestly, I feel like he he's still streaming as we're filming this. I, I'm that's the sure. thing. I was like, I, so I, I watched clips last night, but then when I searched him, there's more because he kept streaming. So it's like, it never ends. And yeah. I, I'm i sure there's a million things we didn't touch on, but But there's holy too many. Shit. Yeah, we, we don't have another 20 days to watch all of his streams. <laughs> Literally. But anyway, that is it for today's episode. A strange one, indeed. Uh, but that's all we have for, for you today. I hope you enjoyed enjoyed question mark yeah and i hope nothing else has happened because as we said jesse's birthday is on the 17th so she's going out of yeah. town and i don't know what's the date today is it the 17th well when you're watching this my birthday passed so oh sad was times, it but what it was what a, day it was is... yesterday whoop, whoop. i was gonna say when you're happy birthday <laughs> yeah when you watch birthday this it's the day after my birthday i am officially 30 years old and i'm so excited i'm 30 flirty and thriving oh my god you and megan are both 30 now now i don't feel so old there you go um but i was gonna say hopefully nothing else happened because we did film this on um it's sunday right now so a little more in advance than we normally do and the next episode we're gonna be covering um some kind of old topic we haven't quite decided what it's gonna be yet but um <laughs> stay tuned thank you guys so much for watching if you made it to the end god bless you this was a long yeah one. take a breather go take a walk <laughs> but we love you and appreciate you and yeah that's it we will see you on monday Bye. Bye.